Hello and welcome to today's news podcast powered by China Daily. I'm Davis Ayega. China and several African nations have reiterated their commitment to upholding each other's sovereignty and working together for shared development as China's top diplomat Wang Yi wrapped up a six-day visit to the continent, the traditional fast destination of the new year for Chinese foreign ministers. During the trip, which brought Chinese Foreign Minister Wang to Egypt, Tunisia, Togo and Cote d'Ivoire, leaders of all four countries voiced their support for China's position on the Taiwan question by declaring their adherence to the One China principle. Talking to the press on Friday, Wang, also a member of the Political Bureau of the Communist Party of China Central Committee, said this is a full demonstration of the tradition of China and Africa supporting each other. The unity and friendship between China and Africa came into being as both sides fought for national liberation and independence and was improved during the process of their common prosperity, he said. Wang voiced China's support for African countries in safeguarding their sovereignty and independence and exploring a path of modernization that suits their own national conditions. China will always stand by Africa's side. China supports African countries in uniting with one another for greater development and firmly holding the future and destiny of Africa in their own hands, the Chinese foreign minister added. Stressing African countries should enjoy equal rights in the international system and have fair opportunities in global development. Wang said China stands for equality among all countries regardless of their size and opposes all hegemony and power politics. During the visit, the Chinese foreign minister had in-depth communications with leaders of Egypt and Tunisia as well as the Secretary-General of the League of Arab States on the question of Palestine as the Palestinian-Israeli conflicts has continued for more than 100 days, resulting in large-scale casualties among innocent civilians and a serious humanitarian crisis. Wang reiterated China's position, saying China condemns all acts that harm civilians, opposes any violation of international law and supports all efforts aimed at preventing the escalation of the conflict and promoting the restoration of peace. And even as China prepares for its New Year celebrations, it is optimistic about the growth momentum of the automobile industry this year. And the world's biggest auto market was expected to become the top auto exporter globally for the first time in 2023. Although full-year data for 2023 is yet to be published, the officials' optimism offers a glimpse of China's growing prowess in automobiles, especially new energy vehicles or NEVs, and related industry chains like batteries, industry experts said. Such obvious advantages will make the country's auto products very competitive worldwide amid a reconfiguration of the global supply chain, they said. Zin Gobin, finance minister of industry and information technology, said that based on industry estimates, both sales and production of automobiles will be able to achieve stable growth in 2024 and the momentum of new energy vehicles is expected to sustain this year. Vehicle sales this year are likely to reach 31 million units, up 3%, while NEV sales will grow 20% to 11.5 million units, Zin said at a state council news conference on Friday, citing data compiled by industry associations. 
China exported 4.91 million vehicles in 2023, up almost 58% year-on-year, and is expected to emerge as the world's top auto exporter in 2023 for the first time. That would put China ahead of Japan, which exported 3.5 million passenger cars in the first 11 months of last year. The forecast for Japan's four-year export is about 4.3 million cars. In 2022, China had surpassed Germany to be the second-largest car exporter. In other news, free AI chicken soup has been on the menu this week at Senjian University in Guangdong province to celebrate a breakthrough by students in applying artificial intelligence to transform silky chicken farming, which has so far increased production by 30%. Silky chickens are named for their unusually fluffy feathers, which have the texture of slick or satin. They also have black skin and bones, blue earlobes and five toes on each foot, one more than ordinary chickens. To share the joy of its success at the chicken farm in Qinjui, Guangzhou province, the Tencent Cloud Artificial Intelligence class, a program set up by the universities and tech giant Tencent, offered the fresh soup to all teachers and students at the university's cafeteria. Over a span of eight months, about a dozen students from the class have dedicated themselves to developing an intelligence breeding system for the silky chickens in Chizui. The project aimed to address the challenges of large-scale farming, particularly difficulties in monitoring the health and movement of the free-range chickens, which have a breeding history of 300 years. Recognizing the need for a technological solution to the challenges faced by local farmers, students drew from their previous experience in developing an AI goose breed in Sanchu Gondung in 2022. They successfully enhanced the overall survival rate of the lionhead goose by 30%, utilizing technologies such as goose body recognition. Building on this success, the students ventured into the silky chicken farm in Chizui. Employing deep planning and computer vision technologies, including target detection, tracking and behavior recognition, they successfully identified and tracked 250,000 silky chickens to create a comprehensive database. The result was the world's first intelligent silky chicken breeding system. In the meantime, the Communist Party of China's efforts over the past 10 years to severely punish misconduct and corruption that occur at people's doorsteps have led to an increase in the sense of gain and happiness among the people, observers have said. During the third plenary session of the 20th CPC Central Commission for Discipline Inspection, which was concluded on the January 10th, Xin Jinping, General Secretary of the CPC Central Committee, delivered an important speech. Zi, who is also Chinese president and chairman of the Central Military Commission, called for advancing the party's self-reform and winning the tough and protracted battle against corruption. He emphasized the importance of maintaining a tough stance against corruption and say that firm action must be taken to deal with corrupt low-ranking officials so that people can have a stronger sense of gain. Under Z's leadership, an overwhelming victory has been achieved in the fight against corruption, with the reports of the 19th National Congress of the CPC in 2017 and the 20th National Congress of the CPC in 2022 highlighting the intensification of efforts to address corruption issues affecting the people and punish to grassroots corruption.
Zhang Xingqing, a 48-year-old delivery man from the Henan province who works in Beijing, has noticed improvements in the health sector as the result of a nationwide anti-corruption campaign in the past few years. He said that once about a decade ago, he had been asked for bribes when seeking medical treatment for family members. Describing such behaviors as abhorrent, Zhang said fewer doctors dare to accept bribes nowadays. The health sector has been a key focus to anti-corruption efforts in recent years with many hospital leaders placed under investigation. Still in China, a school in Henan province caught fire Friday night, killing 13 people. The fire has been controlled and the person in charge has been taken into custody for questioning by local authorities, according to a report by Xinhua News Agency. The fire was reported before 11 p.m. on Friday in the dormitory of Zhengkai School in Shanspu village, Dushu town in the county of Fangshen, Nayang City. 13 people have been confirmed dead and one has been confirmed injured and is currently receiving treatment at a local hospital and is in stable condition. Rescuers arrived at the scene quickly and the flames were extinguished at 11.38 p.m. Top officials from Nayang City and the province also went to the site after the incident took part. The province has set up an incident management team to promptly carry out investigations and afterward handling of the incident. The school, which provides kindergarten and primary grades education, is about 20 kilometers away from the downtown area of the county, according to a report by the paper. The report, quoting a local resident, said that the school is a private one with quite a few students. It added that the school took a break once every two weeks and students were at school this weekend. And finally, the National Committee of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference held a symposium on Friday on analyzing the country's economic situation in 2023. Wang Huning, a member of the Standing Committee of the Political Bureau of the Communist Party of China, Central Committee and Chairman of the CPPCC National Committee, attended the meeting and delivered his remarks. He urged efforts to conduct in-depth research on key tasks outlined in the Central Economic Work Conference to facilitate facilitate the implementation of relevant policies. Political advisers should develop a comprehensive understanding of China's economic development in the long term, help boost confidence in development, Wang said. Get more of this and other international news by visiting www.chinadaily.com.